Welcome everybody to a very special episode of Frameskip. I am your host for the day, Elijah Steele, and with me is Austin Eller. Hello, Elijah. How are you doing? I'm doing quite all right. How about yourself? I'm doing good now that Seth and Coach aren't here. Savage. Yes. <laughs> uh, as you don't hear, it is just the two of us today, but uh, this will make for a nice good one-on-one. We have a lot to talk about. And I think it'll be a really good time. In the background, I wish you could hear like a fireplace crackling. Yeah. Yeah. But you can. It's just air conditioners. A Um, fireside chat, if you will. Exactly. (laughs) Austin, how have you been? What have you been playing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been, you know, um, a couple weeks since I was last on. And if you guys didn't see my my tweets about that i'm i'm kind of going to be on and off the show for a little bit here just because i'm working two jobs and um today was actually my first day off in in two and a half weeks so it's uh it's a little rough but i still have been gaming some here and there and um really that's the only way i'm staying sane right now if i'm being honest as i come home and just kind of chillax and play some games but um, I've actually really, since the last time I was on the show, I really dove deep into Spider-Man on PS4. Yeah, buddy. Actually, I don't think I brought that up on the last show because Dustin was on. I don't think we did weekly games, but we did not. Um, so I might've already been playing it some then, but I've really been playing it for probably about the last month or so. And I had bought it when it came out. I had bought the, the deluxe digital deluxe or whatever that comes with all the DLC and bought it at release and I played a bit of it when it came out but I just so for some reason it, it I didn't play all the way through it right away but I was at the point where about three weeks ago I was like you know what I've only got a few missions left of this story and I, and funny enough I think it was only like maybe five or six missions until I beat the game so I was in the final so final close. act of the game yeah um, for like the last year like my game has just been in that final act area but i was finally like yeah i need to i need to get back into this because seth actually he kind of like put a spoiler in the slack chat that we have for frame skip and i was like well about that yeah that spoiler is one that i now need to figure out what that is so actually seth's message kind of motivated me to get back into it but i finished up the game and and man that that final sequence the the ending the boss fight everything about that ending is legitimately phenomenal like it is so good you know there, there's been a lot of superhero games in recent days we we got infamous we got the batman games um but i feel like none of those even come close to spider-man for me no, not at all um yeah and, and, i mean story-wise like the writing in that game is incredible um like i said the the final sequence even though you know slight spoilers for those that that haven't played the game already but even though like the final boss like you kind of can see it coming for a while mm-hmm. um the emotional resonance that they kind of write into that character and you know my favorite part at the end there the the thing that really got me and again minor spoilers i'm not going to say who's involved but the the part where peter just goes you knew and yep. he, he's like he comes back he's like you knew and it's like oh gosh just thinking about that, I was like, man, One thing my I, mind was blown. I will say, and I'm going to do it without spoilers, Yeah, the part you're talking about with, mm-hmm. like, I, I wish they had saved that for, like, the next game. Yeah. Just because, like, when it happened, I'm like, well, yeah, we know this. 
Like we expected <laughs> this. I wanted it to be an unexpected situation. We're like, oh, I thought that was going to turn out bad. And then the next game, it turns out bad. I would have loved that so much more. That being said, this game is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm. It's no surprise I'm a big Marvel fan and I love Spider-Man and so maybe I'm a little bit of a fanboy on it, but I, I really do feel like, and I tweeted this out the other day too, but had God of War not come out, I think this would absolutely be my my favorite game this generation. But I went through, platinumed it, got the platinum, did all the crimes, which the crimes were a little annoying at the end still. And, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they must have patched it, Elijah, because we had talked about this before, just you and I, and I think Seth was involved too, but for yep. people that, that don't know that, um, have played Spider-Man, I guess prior the crimes would kind of randomly generate mm-hmm. um, and you have to complete five of each crime in each like district of the city. But they must have patched it because for me, it was like it only gave me the crimes I needed in order to complete those like five out of five check marks. Yeah, that's so fascinating um, because when I because I had played it shortly after it came out, yeah. um, when I was doing it, the one thing people recommended, granted, I found out about this close to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. was they said as you unlock a kind of crime yeah that will be the prominent crime in the city so like after you unlock that like the second kind of crime go around and do the five crimes in each district because yeah. that will be the one that will come up like 85 percent of the time so that's, yeah and i had read that close to the end of the game like you're kidding me and i'm kind of curious if they patched it because you know people kind of saw it as an annoyance yeah um but it, it still wasn't too bad for me. But I will say the crimes are like super repetitive. So that last like two to three hours of me playing the game was me sitting there like going through doing all these crimes. And it wasn't awful, but it was kind of like, OK, this is it was good podcast gaming. Yeah, it actually was. I, I sat there and listened to kind of funny, I think, while I was doing it. So, yeah, absolutely. But I did that. And then actually today I finished the the DLC. So nice. Um, I haven't played the DLC yet. I want to. Um, it's very interesting. Actually, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. To get to the DLC, is that like in the game itself or is that like an option on the menu? So it's technically an option in the menu um, okay. when you bring up, you know, that kind of tab where it's like the skills and suits and all that. It's like mm-hmm. on that screen somewhere. Okay. There's like a tab for it. Um, and then you'll you'll. So there's three DLCs total for the city that never sleeps is, is what the set is called. But um for each set, basically, it's like an instance of the world. Okay. So you'll you'll click on like the first DLC, and it, obviously it's still New York, but it's like a specific instance of New York for that DLC. Okay. So um, I, I wondered because I had started the game over. Yeah. As a new game plus, but mm-hmm. later they added in like a like hardcore difficulty. Yeah. And uh, I started over a new game plus in that hardcore difficulty. So I'm only like two hours into the game right now when i picked up the dlc so i'm like i, I want to do the dlc but do i need to like play through a good portion of the game yeah and, and you know i'm not so how does the new game plus work do you still have all your gadgets and stuff yes, or you have everything you ended the game with okay so i would assume it probably will let you do okay. the dlc then without going further in the new game plus but i don't know um okay. i would assume because that would be the only thing i could see them you know, kind of being like, oh, you have to have these gadgets to do the DLC, but I don't know. Um, Interesting. But yeah, the DLC, you know, is it worth playing? I think so. As as a fan of the game, is the story as good as the base game? No, but it, it's still pretty interesting to me. There's a lot of cool stuff with Black Cat and Silver Sable and Yuri, the cop. 
I, there's a lot of new stuff with her actually that is very fascinating. And if you know anything about her yes. comic persona, I think you'll kind of see it coming. But she's super cool character. So I was actually super lucky because I picked up Spider Man digitally, mm-hmm. um, like when it came out. Yeah, and then it was I, th- I want to say it was just this past year on Black Friday. Best Buy had the Game of the Year edition on sale for $15. Oh, nice. And you you pop open the Game of the Year edition and the DLC's download code. Nice. So it worked out perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's how I got my physical copy and I got the DLC for 10 bucks cheaper than yeah. it would cost to buy it. I online. did that before. I think we actually both did that with uh, Destiny uh, way yeah. back in the day. So I, well, I did that. Well, that's like one thing I absolutely love is the one time I was looking at stuff on sale and they had Dirt Rally 2 plus Seasons 1 and 2 for cheaper than buying Seasons 1 and 2. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I guess I have the game digitally (laughs) now, too. It was like 10 bucks cheaper. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. I saw the. I think it was the Spider-Man game of the year was just on sale um, yep. on PSN, and people had that same conversation because the DLC itself was not on sale. So people were like, "Well, I guess I'm just going to buy, you know, same thing you did, buy the game of the year, and because it's cheaper than just buying the DLC." Yeah, it makes sense to you at that point. But um, aside from that, so well, yeah, Spider-Man, phenomenal. Honestly, if if Miles Morales is a launch PS5 game, like. Unless the PS5 is astronomically expensive, I don't think anything is going to stop me from buying that thing at launch. If if Miles Morales is a is a launch title, okay. Let um, me let, let me put this query with you. Yeah. Say, be, I'm guessing you plan on getting the PS5 with the disc drive. Yes. Because it, it makes sense. Absolutely. Imagine you go to pre-order it, and the ones with the disc drives are sold out, and only the digital ones are left. Oh man, <laughs> I think I would wait. I think I would wait because my my problem is, and you know, you experience this problem a lot more than me, but I still have about 60 physical PS4 games. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I ever wanted to play any of those on PS5 and I had the digital version, I could not. So, And, and actually, I, I always, you know, I try to find reasons why, like, you know, I still buy physically over digitally if I can help it. Mm-hmm. I always try to find, like, a little something that can help me, like, kind of yeah. in that position. So... Yesterday, I saw, uh, not, yeah, it was yesterday, Code Vein on sale for 15 bucks at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I ooh, I wonder how much it is on PSN. $60. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the first Destiny, you can buy the disc for $2 at GameStop. It's still $59.99 on digital. That's crazy. That, that, that never dropped in price on digital. Huh. Yep. That's yep. interesting. So yeah, I, I I was able to get Code Vein super cheap, brand new, because of it being physical. So yeah. same reason. Like I, I want the PS5 incredibly bad, but should I not be able to get the disc based version, I won't be getting it. No, yeah, and I don't remember who it was that I heard say this recently, but you know, they kind of talk about the PS5 like digital version as like giving more options for the consumer, but honestly, it's like taking more away from the yeah. consumer. I mean, it it'll be a little cheaper and that's about it. Yeah. For me, it's not really worth I don't know. It'll it'll probably be 50, 100 less I'm maybe. I'm going to say 100 less. Yeah. 
but it's not worth that for me. Like I said, if I if I didn't really have that many PS4 games, sure, but I just have too many and and you're losing out on potential future because like I said, yeah. I've got Code Vein for 15 bucks. Absolutely. Like, even if like, you know, if I had a digital PS4, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, it, it just yeah, like you said, it's taking away options. But yeah, I just wanted to run that query by you yeah. because I've been thinking about that too. I'm like, as much as I want the PS5, if I can't get the disc-based one, I'm not getting it right away. That's a good question, though. I mean, um, I know they there was that rumor going around that Sony potentially is like ramping up PS5 uh, production because yeah. they they thought the the hype for it was a bit too much for I guess the stock they were planning. But yeah, um, we'll see what happens. I know they were saying it was going to be really limited, but. We'll I'm going to try my best to get my hands on one. Yeah, same. I'll be there right away. Might be my first midnight launch if if possible. But we'll see if Corona with, prevents that. With the way hype is going, I think this is going to be a midnight launch for a lot of people. Because yeah. I actually um, I want to say, was it Alden I was talking to? And he said, is it me? Or just are people not as excited for this gen of consoles? And I said, honestly, I've never seen people more excited I That's was going to say it scares me. You know, it's interesting. And I don't know if it's I've been trying to think about this a lot recently because I've noticed, you know, when we first started this podcast in February, our first episode was Seth and I both came out and we were like, you know, I'm fine with my PS4 Pro. Really don't care about next gen. Yeah. And then, you know, a few months later, we're right here. And I know it's just the hype cycle, you know, now that we've seen the games and stuff naturally. I'm not surprised that I'm excited, but I am way more excited for this upcoming generation than I thought I was going to be. Yeah, and like everybody on my Twitter timeline is just like, man, I can't wait to get a PS5 or Xbox Series X. Everybody. I like I like I said, I've just I've never and you know, we've been a part of the gaming community for a long time now. Yeah. And just even with PS4 and Xbox One, I have I did not see hype like this. No, I I certainly didn't. And, you know, maybe I will say maybe it was because with the Xbox One, the way it launched um, was kind of a disaster, if if I'm being honest. Not saying the PS4 was a disaster, but, you know, we're going yeah. into a gen now where both people, people are excited for both systems, I feel like, whereas that wasn't really the case with exactly with Xbox One. But we can talk about that in a little bit. But the uh, the only other game I just want to touch on quick is Fall Guys. I played the beta um over the weekend and if you haven't heard of fall guys it's essentially imagine a battle royale game mixed with like the tv show wipeout or like takeshi's castle are two good examples but it's it's very interesting it's 60 players online and you kind of go through and you've got some really interesting like kind of platforming challenges and stuff but cool thing is um as of today they announced that it's going to be free on playstation plus at launch so yeah i'm sorry did you see where they talked about Fall Guys at the Devolver Conference? No, I did not. <laughs> so Shuhei came on and was, oh. ta- and was talking about it. And the person goes, we were going to have two Fall Guys here to announce it, but they ended up eating each other. And then <laughs> Shuhei goes, I'm sorry to hear about the Fall Guys that ate each other, but I must say, they do look very tasty. And the, I can't Nina Struthers or whatever her mm-hmm. name is that she goes by goes wow that got hella dark and shuhei there was just the biggest smile on his face hella dark indeed <laughs> and i <laughs> lost it i'm sitting at my computer crying tears because just the, the look on his face when he says that i need to watch this now. i think i even clipped it on twitch oh lord like, i i 
I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I think of Fall Guys, that's all I can think of now. I really need to go back and watch that. I, I didn't watch the Devolver Conference, but I will definitely check that that's out. Okay. At least Phil Spencer fo- spoke with the monster from Carry On. Oh, boy. <laughs> but so much. yeah i mean not to touch on it too much but just play it honestly just play it when it comes out on playstation plus next week it is such a fun game and you know i don't think i wouldn't recommend sitting there and playing it alone but even andy and i were just sitting there you know it's not it's not couch co-op you can only do one person on on the screen but we were just sitting there having a blast and laughing as we were playing it kind of passing the controller back and forth so um and there is like uh there are like lobbies so like if you have friends you can think it's up to four people can like join one match together and i'll play in the same match so we'll definitely have to to get some fall guys in but I'm yeah that's so all the plan awesome awesome uh there are three games going to talk about this week i was just going to talk about two but we have time and it's not going to take long yeah yeah i'll just mention uh mainly for trophies i've been playing through my hero one's justice and yeah the game isn't bad it's just not exactly good either. Um, it it seems very limited in combat, which like I know mm. it probably isn't, but when you're doing a whole lot of these matches, it just feels like okay, I have like four moves to use, and I'll choose. I remember those. looking at gameplay, and it. I don't know if you feel this way, but it looked really slow. Like, it, does it feel slow when you're playing that? Not really, mainly because okay. there's a dash button that I use all okay. the time. Um, but so like, it's not it's not a bad game. I paid twenty bucks for it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, I if I could have gotten it for cheaper, that would have been awesome. But also, I didn't mind paying the twenty for it. And it's not like I'm getting I'm not getting my games worth out of it. I played it a ton, yeah. but I've learned a lot of the characters from the show because I've only seen. Well, after this weekend, I'm now fifteen episodes in. Uh, nice. I was at thirteen. And so I didn't really know anyone too much, but like I have my favorite characters to use in the game, which are Todoroki, All Might, and I don't remember his name, but he's the bad guy with all of the hands. Those are my three favorite characters to use because there's like a mission mode that you go through and you can level the characters up. So like right now I have those three at a little over like level 50 or that again for trophies mainly. Yeah. But like I'm enjoying my time with it. It's not it's not bad. But if we are going to talk about bad Mm-hmm. I've been playing New Gundam Breaker. So, yeah. to give a little backstory, this is a series. There are four Gundam Breaker games. Three of them are aptly named Gundam Breaker 1, 2, and 3, and never came to the States. Oh. I have always heard they're very good. In fact, I think I have one or two of them on Vita that I imported. Mm-hmm. Um, then they made a fourth one, New Gundam Breaker, which they also brought out here in the States. That one I had ner- I had heard not good things about. And spoiler alert, it's not very good. So the story, I'm not very far in, but the story is basically you're going... First, I mentioned the whole basis of these games is you're building Gundam model kits that then like you use oh. in a battle simulator that essentially you battle with the model kits. And so this has nothing really to do with the anime at all? No. No, I mean, there is an anime Gundam Build Fighters, which I watched okay. one or two episodes of and I really enjoyed, which has a similar premise. But you'll like go in and the arenas in it, I'm, I'm very heavily air quoting arenas, are essentially different like places in the school. Mm-hmm. So like 
one is like the school library and it's just every you're in this giant library but you're just a little <laughs> like model on the ground wow. um and the matches aren't really take out the other mobile suit um they'll be like usually point based so it'll come up with like quests in the match open 10 crates which you'll when you open a crate, it kind of gives you in a way experience points and you level up in each match. Um, and you have different special skills you can use as you level up. You start with no skills you can use and they're each based on what parts you have on. Um, now other mobile suits will come in and you fight them. Like some of the quests are even like destroy 20 mobile suits or whatever is that. And they will drop parts that you can pick up and, what you can do is you can hold five parts at a time and you can like look through them and you can interchange parts on the fly if you want. But what you also want to do is go, you have a box, go hold the circle button and it puts those parts in. You get all those parts at the end of the match. Huh? Um, and so basically it'll be these quests where like open 10 things, destroy 20 basic mobile suits. Um, destroy this certain kind of like big enemy. Um, yeah. And and then all, at the end of the match, if you're going up against someone specific, it'll be like, defeat this person at the very end. Um, but the story, the story is literally, man, I'm, I'm the new kid at the school for a gunpla building. And, oh no, stuff is weird here. They're like, stuff isn't right. And, oh, I know this person from, we used to go to school together, but she's two grades older than me and oh so you find out the student council has pretty much taken over and said you can't gunpla <laughs> battle like outside of their specified stuff because they want to have like they want to hold all the power uh, i guess we're going up against the student council <laughs> that's the story of that's this a game ridiculous um it's oh and the best part is the entire beginning portion portion they're like yeah, in there's where the student council is, but we'll we'll go somewhere in secret to talk about that. <laughs> like the entire time, I'm like, is this like a cult that's murdering people, and you're just yeah. trying to not talk about it in public? Like, what is going on? And it's weird. just nah. They took over the school. They're these they're the bullies. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know how to feel okay. about that. Okay, <laughs> that's um, really strange. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's new Gundam Breaker. Uh, the controls aren't the greatest. I'm having fun with it just for the fact that it's Gundam mm-hmm. and it's the it's based on the model kits. Like even if you look at the trophies on PS4, each trophy picture is a different picture of like a section of model kit. And when I say that I mean like the like on the sheet, like you'll see like the pieces together on the sheet. Mm-hmm. Those are the pictures for the trophies. That's awesome. Um, and so I'm like there's such a cool basis behind this. I I love the idea. It's just executed horribly but the last game i want to talk about and i haven't gotten very far in this maybe just a couple hours is paper mario the origami king which i accidentally had delivered yeah i was gonna say i know you Um, accidentally bought it (laughs) i totally forgot to cancel my pre-order like i planned on that was that was a surprise when i got the email (laughs) um so it's a fun game i enjoy it there are times where i actually laughed out loud the writing is very well done. Yeah. I've um, heard it's really funny. The, the whole idea is the origami king has come to the mushroom kingdom, paper mushroom kingdom, 
and mm-hmm. wants to turn everyone into origami so he can control them. And this isn't very really a spoiler because it's like 20 minutes into the game. Yeah. But you find this like origami fairy in the wall and she helps you out through the entire game. And you mm. get up to the very top. You find Bowser who's just folded into this like square piece of paper. Um, and like he follows you for a little bit in this initial section, just as a square piece of paper hopping behind you. <laughs> um, and then you you get up to the top and find the origami peach. And then this origami thing tur- folds itself and it looks just like the thing that helps you. And she's like, oh, no, brother, you're behind this. And Bowser oh, just God. goes, Bowser just goes, huh? Well, that's dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I'm sitting in a chair losing it because I'm like, okay, that was good. That was good. All right. Oh man. And it's different little things like that. Uh the gameplay is very basic. So essentially you're going through these sections that are very like classic Mario mm-hmm. um platforming type sections, and you're finding uh not worry, I mean, paper mache along the way to like put into a bag. You use the paper mache, then there are holes in the world. You use the paper mache to like fill in those holes. Now, mm. you're going to find a lot that are just nonsense, but they give you coins. You feel rich right away in this game. Like with, <laughs> within an hour, you have like 5,000 coins. Um, mm. And from what I hear, it never like it, it's almost impossible to run out. Um, basically, what you will do is. There are battles which are trying to think of the best way to describe it. The battles are very interesting. They are almost grid based, but they're all the battles themselves are puzzles. Um, And as you rescue Koopas throughout the game, you can get them to help you in like whether solving the puzzle or doing an extra attack, um, different stuff like that. The more you rescue, it's neat because all the Koopas you rescue will be sitting on bleachers behind the battle arena. So you can oh, see wow. like all the ones that you've rescued. That is um, pretty interesting. But a lot of them are very simple to mm-hmm. in the fights. And one thing I was worried about is these, all you get for these fights are like 500 coins, which you get more coins than that just by filling in a hole in the in the. Oh really? World? Yeah, you get so little. Maybe you get just a little less by filling yeah. in a hole in the world, but it takes a lot less time. And there's a lot less going on. So one thing I was actually worried about until I talked to someone about it was like, are are a lot of the battles skippable? Because if not, I might not continue playing because they would feel just kind of like a time waster. But I hear a lot of them you can. And actually later, like as you play through the game, you find these hearts, which you can eventually like the more you get, you can just like jump on the Koopa's heads. And it like finishes the match without yeah, even going I, into I it. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really nice. I did. I did have a moment of like, am I going to stop playing this game? Because I was worried about a few things. Uh, but they did get alleviated, which really excites me. I'm I'm excited to continue. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not very far. I haven't gotten into the first boss yet. Um, but I am enjoying my time with it much more than I expected. It's a cute, adorable little game. That, like I said, the writing is incredibly clever. And I'm just excited to see what comes up next. Because I've heard some of the bosses are like, one is a stapler. Stuff like that. Oh, I'm man, like, that's right. funny. I'm like, all <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah, you know, I want to I play it at some point. Um, I just have too much in my backlog right now. But um, I will say, and I know it's 
it's just overplayed at this point, but I still need to say it. Like I, I still am a little disappointed. It's not like a, a real RPG, you know, like thousand year door in the original. No, Mario I, I can understand that because honestly, when I pre-ordered it, the day it got announced, I pre-ordered it hoping it would be like that. Yeah. And even the way some people made it sound like some of the stuff they yeah. said made it sound like, Oh, it sounds like it is going to be like that. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're doing this, but here's how we're doing it different. And I'm like, oh, no, the yeah. different stuff. And, you know, that's what I thought, too. It, it, they really made it sound like it was kind of going back to that. But I will say just on the topic of the battle system, you know, if it was an RPG, I feel like, you know, obviously you have a reason to fight in that yep. case. You know, it's you, you have a reason to get experience and level up. But yeah. And, and like you said, that that's the big thing that like you don't get anything but some coins for finishing. Yeah. And like I said, the coins are more minute than half the stuff you do in the world. Yeah. So it's like, why am I doing the battles? I've heard it's still really good, though. I, I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, like like I said, I'm enjoying my time so far. I yeah. hear some of the stuff can be like, can be pretty challenging. Yeah. But uh, like you can use coins to add more time to battles, um, mm-hmm. to like straight up buy the answers, stuff like that. So yeah. it it shouldn't be too hard. Like I said, you, I hear you never run out of coins. Yeah. So, mm. but yeah, that's everything I've been playing. I mean, aside from. I've been playing Apex every night to get my dailies in. That's about it. Nice. Like, I, I'm, I'm just going to put it there. I'm playing Apex every night to get my dailies in. Spoiler alert, I'm playing that every week. Okay, I just, ha- I just have a, a little bone to pick with uh-huh. the state of gaming nowadays. Yeah. The other night, I'm like, you know what? I want to play One Piece World Seeker, the open world One Piece game. Mm-hmm. I picked it up, and like, I'm, I'm excited. I want to play this. So I pop it in. It's taking a while to install off the discs. I'm like, all right. And it's installing a patch. All right, fine, whatever. I'll go, I'll go do something else while this does mm-hmm. this. I come back. Oh, the patch is installed. Cool. Disc is installed. Awesome. Boot up the game. And there's a big thing on the main menu, installing main scenario. Oh, I'm like, God. What? I hate that. So all I can do is free battles. And... I'm like, what is going on? I go out and go up to my notifications. It's installing another patch that didn't install. Or is that patch the main scenario it's installing? You know, I think it was the Crash Bandicoot remakes did the same exact thing because I'll never forget. I had played through the first one when it came out. And then recently, before Coach and I started playing through them again, I, I had booted it up like late last year i want to say to jump into to crash 2 but i had uninstalled the game so i i had re- reinstalled it but i booted it up and then i get this screen when it boots up and it's like installing crash 2 and 3 i'm yep. like well like it's installed on the ps4 why is there like another install so after you boot up the game <laughs> yeah with crash and spyro yeah. the first game is in, is on the disc yeah the rest are downloaded. which is just so frustrating yes it is but that's like one piece at no point did it say, Hey, half of this isn't on the disc. Yeah. So like I, I still haven't played one piece world seeker and yeah. I'm not, I don't want to get into anything now because Friday night or Friday fairy tale comes out. So I'm going to be spending all my time in that. So it's yep. like, I guess I'm not playing one piece for a while. It just really bummed me out because I was so excited to play that game. That sucks. And, I just, I just wanted to bring that up. I, that's one of the things with the state of gaming right now that I'm not a fan of. No, I agree. A lot of people have limited time to play. 
like imagine if you went to play Spider-Man and like, all right, mm-hmm. I've got like an hour to kill. You put in Spider-Man installing the main scenario. I guess I'm not playing Spider-Man tonight. Yeah. I just didn't like that. Side note, I apparently owned Dead by Daylight and had no idea. Um, But yeah, that is everything we've been playing and a little rant by me. What say we get into this week's news? And I think we should start with a topic that's been requested for us by Vitsal. G4 TV and X-Play are returning in 2021. This is by Jeremy Winslow at GameSpot. According to esports consultant Rod Slasher Breslow, the G4 or the I think that's supposed to be G4 TV revitalization will apparently be led by spectator gaming president Tucker Roberts, who also oversees the Overwatch League's Philadelphia Fusion home turf. The network will be based and focused on the web and will be backed by Comcast. Now, that that was an update. The original story, after shuttering the network nearly five years ago, is it only five? Wow, it feels that's so much crazy. Longer. That's yeah. Okay, here's some. Something to think about, though. Um, five years ago, was it the G4 we know, or was it Cops and Cheaters? I think before, it was. Before it turned to whatever. Because essentially, it was the same thing when it changed name. They kept the same shows on. Um, yeah. It seems. Yeah. X-Play. Sorry, I was just trying to find no. it quick. X-Play stopped in 2013, apparently. Okay, yeah. So that, that had to be, like, right at the end of its run as actually yeah. doing gaming stuff. After shuttering the network nearly five years ago, quote unquote, it seems G4 may make some kind of return soon. A teaser made its debut during IGN's Comic-Con at Home event, followed by the official Twitter accounts for both G4 TV and X-Play, a channel associated with G4 Media, have hinted that the network is slated to come back in 2021. How, where, and what format we kind of described above. Um, So, did you watch the teaser? Yes. So basically the teaser for anyone who hasn't seen it is you're hearing these sounds as a camera is kind of moving through a warehouse and then the camera comes up closer upon a TV and you hear the sounds are like amplified sounds of a game of Pong and it has the scores as like 9,500,000 and 9,400,000, etc. And it comes up the slogan, we never stopped playing. G4 2021. Now... I know we all have memories of G4. Yep. I came home from school every day in middle school and high school and watched Attack of the Show, X-Play, and Arena. Literally did the same thing. (laughs) Except I was in like late elementary school, I want to say at the time. Now, one thing we do know is X-Play retweeted it. So do we think X-Play is making a return? Because one thing to keep in mind, Adam Sessler, former X-Play co-host and games media personality, chimed in saying he didn't expect to see the X-Play Twitter account. It's unclear if Sessler will have any involvement with G4 TV's ledger return. And one of my favorites, Morgan Webb retweeted it with the statement, I can't believe somebody remembered the password. (laughs) <laughs> that's valid yes yes it is but so like, it, it sounds like x-play will be one of the ones making a return just based on they they were the one of the ones that like their account came out of hibernation yeah. to 
talk about this, but it sounds like it might be an X play without Adam and Morgan. Um, yeah. You know, that's my concern is like, obviously everyone has fond memories of G4, you know, mm-hmm. that are those of us that are old enough in this circle. We, I feel like pretty much everyone, you know, it was a phenomenon really. Yeah. Um, but you know, my question is if it's coming back and it's, you know, not the same people, is it really still X play or G4 at that point? You know, now, it, here's that's the, my main concern. Here's the only thing I will give it to it. We don't know who will be a part yeah, of this. True. Um, so it might not be the same people, but it could end up like X play could end up being great. Yeah. So will it be the same X play we know? No, but I'm willing to give it another shot because Honestly, if G4 come back, I want I would love to see it succeed. It, yep. it like if it can get back to its roots, I'd love to see it. I I go on. You can watch old ex- episodes of Arena and X Play on YouTube. Full oh, really? Episodes. Yeah. Yeah, go look at some. Uh, Will Wheaton was a co-host of Arena a lot. Mm-hmm. I had no idea when I was yeah. younger. I had no idea who Will Wheaton is. Now Will Wheaton's the man. I love him. Yeah, I think. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because obviously, like you, you let off with that update where, which I, I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised by the fact they're going to make it like an online thing. Um, no, don't that's surprise me one bit. Just how everything works now, but um, it'll be. I, I'm curious. I'm really. I, I am excited for it. You know, I think, um, like I said, how could you not be? You know that that was so for you and I at least both. You know, it's so ingrained in our minds from mm-hmm. our, our childhoods. And, you know, I can't think of the word G4 and not like just have memories flash through my head. Agreed. So, and um, I, th- I think one of the things that helped me is, like I said, before G4 died, it was that channel showing cops and cheaters yeah. and stuff like that. One of the things that helped me was with X-Play pretty much blatantly making it clear they are a part of this. It shows that they want to be the gaming TV again. Yep. That has me more excited. Yeah, so I, uh, like I said, and like you said too, I'm I'm curious to see who is involved. Um, you know, it seems like most of the people that were involved prior have kind of moved into other things, but um, it could still, you know, they could bring on some really cool talent. I know actually uh, Xavier Woods, Austin Creed was like, he's been like kind of doing a, I don't know what the word is, like a platform to try and get himself as like a host on the new G4. <laughs> so that would be awesome. I actually, they could be really cool. So, so maybe that, they'll be out there. There are so many great personalities in this industry. So yep. many of them we don't even know. Yep. Like they could be like YouTubers that I never watch that maybe I would like them, but I just don't have the time to check out all these people. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're awesome. So that's why I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I want to see how this turns out. And if it's good, I want to support it in any way I can. Absolutely. Next thing we're going to talk about, you may have heard about it. There was a little thing where they announced a whole bunch of Xbox games. They had the Xbox Games Showcase on Thursday. And uh, I have my own personal notes for this because there mm-hmm. are some things that I want to specifically uh, take note of. Yep. So we are going to kind of go through everything that was announced. Uh, Side note, there was a pre-show that was hosted by Jeff Keighley, and Mm -hmm. in it, some of the things that were announced is kind of on topic, but just a little off. Uh, They announced 
Dragon Quest Eleven S, yes, the the uh, Switch version coming to Xbox Game Pass on December fourth. Uh, also announced the same day, but not in the same section. It is going to be coming to PS4. Um, Side note on that, quick, just just slightly um, off topic and maybe infuriating, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but apparently because the Switch version was developed completely yep. separately from the PS4 version that S version is going to look a lot worse than the PS yes. the normal PS4 version does because it's essentially them porting the Switch version to those new yeah I guess it's Xbox 1 and PC but and then PS4 as well again yeah and because of it being a completely separate thing it's not like the regular one can get the S yeah. features so very interesting sorry just wanted to point um, that out Another thing they announced was Hello Neighbor 2, which I've never played Hello Neighbor, but I'm going to be honest, after that trailer, I kind of want to. Yeah. Um, Same. Then they had, uh, there's a free-to-play game they announced. I don't know what is going on, but I want it in my life. And I believe it was called Exomecha. Did you I don't even it? remember this one. Oh, okay. After this, we are watching the trailer quick. Uh, because before you leave tonight... I need to know you are on board with this with me. It is a free-to-play game that kind of looked like... Imagine you're in the crisis suit. It kind of looks like that. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. there's giant robots fighting. Yeah. I do remember this because I was like, this definitely runs in Crytek or CryEngine. I was like, this literally um, looks like CryEngine. I don't know what's going on, but I want it in my life. Yeah. It's a free-to-play game. Called Exomeka, that's all I know. Then I feel like there's something else that I'm forgetting. Those were like Bal- the big Balin. Oh, yeah. Balin Wonderworld, a new Square Enix game that actually news came out, I want to say like a week ago, that they created Balin Studios. Um, mm-hmm. So Balin Wonderworld is from the original creators of Knights and Sonic. Yep. And it looks really neat. It looks like a little, uh, what, what do they say? It? Action game in a musical world or something like that. Mm-hmm. It looks really neat a little plat- action platformer. But then we get into the actual meat of the entire thing. So we'll start at the beginning. Austin, what uh, what did you think of Halo Infinite? Oh man, this has been like the, the hot topic this last week. So I'm going to come out and say that... All right. Do I think Halo Infinite looks like a next-gen game? No. Do I think Halo Infinite looks good? Yes. I think Halo Infinite absolutely looks like a return to form. Um, I know it's open world and that's not necessarily a return to form, but the overall like kind of vibe that I got from that trailer was very, very much so Halo Combat Evolved. And and I think Halo has needed that. I you know, I four and five, four I, I liked. Five obviously was meh, but they just had a different feel to them. And this to me felt much more akin to OG Halo feeling with new kind of open world. I'm, I'm curious to see how the open world w- looks and we can talk about that more. But obviously I know the the hot topic of this has been the, the graphics of Halo Infinite. And for me, I'm not a big graphics nut personally. I mean, I think, I, I think it's a little odd to show off this game first to kind of, and be like, oh yeah, it, look the power of xbox series x and like i i just don't really you know it it doesn't 
show that to me. Like I, I feel like if they really wanted to show that, they should have shown more Forza or something like that. And Halo Infinite to me, I just didn't really get like, oh yeah, look at look at how strong our system is. Like I, yeah. I just didn't feel that vibe at all from this trailer. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, but as far as the actual showcase went, I thought it was a little odd to kind yeah. of be like so yeah. like, about the game itself, I think it looks great. Like um yeah. like you said, it looks like a return to classic Halo. Uh I enjoyed I enjoyed Halo 4, but yeah. I didn't like how far it went into I can't remember the name of the kind of enemy, but like whichever one was like the what? I don't even remember the the orange and white. Yeah, I yeah. I did not like that enemy at all. So like the farther yeah. on the game went, I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not enjoying this as much. And five, we're not going to talk about five doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> so it was really neat to see this. The year that it brings up it at the beginning is it it takes place a year after Halo Two. Yeah. So I'm curious how story wise this is going to play out. Is this game like a not a side story, but yeah, like just a story in the middle of it? Is this not actually Halo Six? Um, that's one thing I'm very curious about. Or like, it is it like because of space travel or that? Like, is he essentially like do you go through a black hole or something? He yeah. went before all this happened to try and stop. Spoiler alerts: Cortana from being Cortana. Yeah. Um, like I'm curious to see where that's leading uh as you said for how the game looks yeah it doesn't look the greatest but also i'm okay with that yeah um because when i look at what i want in these next gen consoles i'm not looking for i need the graphics to be better i'm looking for holy crap this game runs smoother you can do more in it um and that's why like it's the things I'm looking for are the kind of stuff we saw it with like Ratchet and Clank was a crack in time the the dimensional warping one yeah but with yeah. that one and like with the game we'll talk about later the medium stuff mm-hmm. like that where like the loading time stuff you cannot do on these old ones the way I always put with these next gen that I'm looking for I'm not looking like if a city has a hundred buildings in it I'm not looking for the buildings to be like the best looking buildings in the world. I'm yeah. looking for, you could go in 10. Now you can go in a hundred and they, they each have an inside. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Um, so, you know, with Halo infinite, it doesn't look the greatest. It still looks super fun. It still looks great. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to say too, is like, yeah, does it look like this huge upgrade? No, but it still looks great. Like the lighting looks really, really good. And to me, it's, it's fine. Like I, I really don't have a problem with the graphics. It's just kind of weird to showcase it as like the power of, of next gen. Now that brings me to something I did want to talk about and kind of has me worried. So this game will also play on Xbox one. Yes. They, they talked about all these features that like, we can only do this because of the power of the Xbox series X. Like, okay, cool. This game still has to run on Xbox one S. So like, does that mean it can't do any of that stuff that you made a very important part of this game? How is this going to work? That's one thing where as much as it kind of sucks at the same time, I give PlayStation props because they're like, yeah, PlayStation five games are going to be PlayStation five games. That way we don't, I always look back at uh middle earth shadow of Mordor. 
Yep. Which was released on like PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. The PlayStation 3 version, I don't even know if it came out on Xbox 360. It might have, I'm not sure. sure. But um, it doesn't have the crap what's it called nemesis system. thank you nemesis it doesn't have the nemesis system which is 90 percent of what made that game amazing i was gonna say that's like literally the core mechanic yeah. of that game so like yeah that was multi-generation too one of those suffered greatly so like is people playing halo infinite on xbox one s gonna have a bad time that's my question too and at the end I'll kind of give my overall thoughts on what's going to happen this fall with me as far as PS5 and Series X. But, like, you know, if I'm going to play Halo Infinite, like, I have the original Xbox One, not even the S. Like, I have the OG, like, launch model. Yeah. Like, I am honestly a little scared to see how this game runs now on the, on the original Xbox One. Uh, to add to it, and we'll go further into detail on this at the end, too. I read an article that had me kind of like, is this clickbait? And mm-hmm. I, I read it and I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's actually some credence to this. Um, and I took note of many of the games that are shown at this conference at the end, say Xbox Series X and PC, while yep. many others say Xbox One, Xbox Series X and PC, yep. um, which leads to Xbox said for the first two years, there will be no xbox series x exclusives so some of these games may be even further out than we think yeah which will also i will bring into the end when i talk about my thoughts on this fall with xbox series x yeah and we'll i'm sure we'll touch on it when we come to those games but you know that's my main concern too is you know they showed off a lot of really cool games but it seemed like a few of the ones that people would potentially be really excited for if that whole these games will release on on xbox one for the next two years like that makes some of those games seem very far off but like i said we'll we'll talk about them as we so next up we got that trailer for state of decay 3 um at the beginning i will mention this is one of the ones where at the end it stated just pc and xbox series x yeah um all we got was the trailer. I mean, the trailer was cool. I'll give it that with like the zombie deer. Um, I I enjoyed what I played of State of Decay too, but at no point was I like, man, I'm having a blast with this because I feel like unless you have people to play with, it's not as fun. Yeah, I never um, I never actually played State of Decay one or two. I I think I might have just downloaded to like today or yesterday through your Game Pass, Elijah. Actually, since we share it, but works. Um, I was curious since i had never played it but yeah i mean it it sounds interesting it always sounded interesting but that's what i've i've heard is what you said where it, it is better with friends so um you know it would potentially be something i would probably only play if other people i knew were playing it yeah next up we got the announcement i was most excited about and also most disappointed by yeah for the motorsport um there's a long long history of Xbox is releasing with a racing title. Mm -hmm. Um, 360 had Project Gotham Racing 3. Then Forza 5 on the Xbox One. So this one is just titled Forza Motorsport. This one also was one that listed just Xbox Series X and PC. So with them... Oh, and we all we got was just like a minute trailer of... 
people in engine footage. Yeah, in engine footage yeah. of people standing looking at tracks on monitors <laughs> and a car in a showroom. Um, there was like a little bit of racing and really bad smoke. I don't know if you caught that one. I um, didn't see that. Yeah, the smoke looked really like oh well, that doesn't fit. Hmm. Um, it's just called Forza Motorsport, which makes me wonder if they are going to a, a more platform approach to it. Yeah, and I think that could work out. I mean, we kind of talked about it beforehand a little bit in the Slack, but I think for racing games like this, for like sim racing, to me, it kind of makes sense to to release a platform and then, you know, just add in more cars, add in more tracks. Um, you can certainly upgrade the graphics and stuff down the road, and maybe you make that some sort of expansion that's paid or something, I don't know. But honestly, to me, like... You know, this isn't Forza Horizon where we're getting completely different maps and worlds every mm. couple of years. This is like, you know, for the most part, like Forza 6, Forza 7, they pretty much have the same tracks. Yep. You know, 7 has more cars, but um, they're really not actually changing that much aside from like some menus and maybe a few new like kind of not well, missions, track but like here modes. Or there, but... Yeah. So I yeah. I honestly am all in for a Forza Motorsport as a platform. Here's the only thing I'm worried about in that situation. Mm -hmm. uh, we had also talked about in Slack how Mitsubishi, Toyota, and Porsche have been yes. less than ideal to work with, apparently, because a lot of games are not getting those cars. In fact, when I want to say it was Forza 6 uh, got the Porsche pack, it was a big deal because that yeah. was the first game to get Porsches again in a long yep. time. Now... With this being more of a platform, who's to say they don't get the Porsches and then after the deal is done, Porsche decides Move we it. don't want to renew and all those cars get removed. Yeah, that's a valid point. That's that's the big thing that like, are they going to start taking cars out then? Um, and like I said, those big those three are the main ones I can think of. Um, I don't I don't want that. Like one of the things I love about Gran Turismo 6, I want to mm -hmm. say it is. Um, it has like 1200 cars. Yep. And what's cool about that is my favorite thing about racing games like that is I can buy the car that I could be like, you know, I need a new car. I, I can find this old one for like 4,000 bucks. Oh, and it's one I can use in Gran Turismo. That's awesome. I can dri drive my car. Yeah. I, you know, I'm curious to see what happens with Gran Turismo seven, but that's one. As much as I love Forza Motorsport, that's one way I've always kind of preferred Gran Turismo a little bit just in that aspect is the sheer amount of cars. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because like you said, like not just that, but I don't, I don't know if the car I drive is in it necessarily, but the fact that you can kind of try any car on the market pretty much and, you know, in Forza or in, in Gran Turismo and Forza both really, they both feel super realistic and, they're kind of tuned to feel like the real cars do. And, um, you know, I think it's just kind of fun to be like, Oh, I want to just see how this car feels and how it handles. And I'm not, you know, it's kind of a conversation of quantity over quality, I suppose. But cause I know in, in Gran Turismo, at least the, I think it was six. Yeah. There's 1200 cars, but I want to say like two or 300 of them were like premium. Yeah. Versions where like those were the only ones that actual had actually had like interiors. Yeah. But still like, it, uh, you know, it's still a really cool kind of thing that game does. But I still prefer Forza overall. Same. Same. <laughs> Next up, we got Everwild, the new game from Rare. Uh, this mm -hmm. was another one 
that stated just Xbox Series X and PC. And yeah. I actually, uh, I had heard on Kind of Funny Games Daily the other day an article about how Rare doesn't even really know what this game is yet. I'm like, okay. I don't think anyone does. Well, like, the people making it don't know exactly <laughs> what they want to do with it yet. This game is far off. Um, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. It looks interesting. I love the art style. I really love the art style, but it I think nice. Rare is always good with that. Um, I love the art style of, of Sea of Thieves, too. Game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Next up, they showed Tell Me Why. This is the new game from Don't Nod. I am all in on this game. The first episode drops on August 27th. I'm all in on this game. I love Don't Nod. This is obviously one that is going to be on Xbox One and such. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know the story yet, and I'm okay with that. I can't wait to play this. I'll be playing this day one. I never played... What was the Elijah, the Last of Us, kind of the in-between? Or The Last of Us. What's the other Life game? Life is Strange. Made? Life is Strange. What's the one that was like in-between? Before the Storm. Yeah, I didn't play that one, oh. and I obviously didn't play two. But I love the first one. Um, but watching this trailer, I was like, man... This game looks phenomenal. It really does. So just kind of watching that trailer and, and the way they cut it and kind of the, the characters and the models actually look drastically upgraded from mm-hmm. what I had seen them um, in Life is Strange. But And it's it's neat that they're still making games like this because honestly, after yeah. they made Vampire, I was kind of afraid they wouldn't do this as often. Yeah. But this is like, that would be like if Supermassive stopped making games like the... Um, dark pictures ones yeah I'd be like no these are the games i love playing from you guys this is why i love the studio yep uh so no i'm really glad don't nod isn't stopping with that yeah i definitely want to check it out um and one of these days i'll go back and play before the storm and life is strange 2 although you know did you play life is strange 2 no i want to i've heard it super good okay because i have heard nothing like I've, at all i i haven't heard much but anybody I have heard from said they loved it. Okay. it easily the best one in the series. Oh, wow. That's yeah. good to know. I'll definitely play that at some point, too, then. <laughs> Next up, they just gave us a brief. They're making an upgraded version of Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which I heard from many people ran like trash on the Xbox One. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't either. But uh, I have had a few people say it runs really bad. It runs great on PC. But on Xbox One, it runs horribly. So the big joke was, oh, they're giving they're giving it to us with like 120 hertz refresh rate and all that stuff. How about you just give us a version that plays good? <laughs> Which is interesting because I I don't think that was a problem with the first game, it and was I don't not. I don't know if they changed the engine or graphics or anything, but I, I would be curious to know why it's yeah I I have no clue. Like I yeah. I, I I feel like the graphics are a little upgraded, but not much. But I, I don't know. Another set of games I need to get to at some point. Same. But they, I was going to say that I, I think it was around here. They did also say, this is a smaller announcement, but they did say um, Forza Horizon 4 is also getting a, uh, an upgraded yep. kind of version for Series X, which that has me very excited. So. Uh, next up, they showed off the Outer Worlds DLC, which is coming to everything. It looks cool. More Outer Worlds. Yeah. Didn't play it uh, sitting on my Xbox from Game Pass, but... Fun game. 
Uh, then they showed off a little bit of Grounded, which I thought the trailer was pretty funny, especially right at the beginning. If you yeah. wanna, if you wanna play the most or the biggest game of the summer, wait until Cyberpunk. <laughs> I thought that was a great way to open that. That was it was yeah really comical. So. Um, but no, the game looks cool. It's early access. Uh, it, came out today. Yes, actually, it it looks like something I would try. And thanks to Game Pass, I can. I would not buy this. Yeah. But it's something I'd be like, I'd be curious to try. If I have friends, this is another one. If I have friends to play with, I would play it. Yeah. And I know friend of the show, Brandon, has been playing it. So I, I downloaded it. And, you know, if you download it, maybe we can all, all yeah. three of us play it together. I'll definitely it, download it. it. It looks interesting. And I agree. It's not really my kind of game because it's kind of like Rust or Ark. It's yeah. Kind of that- it's a survival game, which I'm not super big on. Agreed. But. It's still, I like the concept of this a lot more than Rust and Ark and those other kind of games. So I'm going to give it a shot. And then at the end of that section, Obsidian teased their newest game, Avowed, which is apparently in the Pillars of Eternity universe. Yep. And this is, shocking no one, another one that just said Series X and PC. Yep. This game is definitely far off. You know, they only showed a little bit of like a CGI kind of thing, but I like you like the atmosphere of it, you know, it looks kind of Skyrim-y and we haven't really had a game like that in a while, actually. So, yeah, um, I'm down. Uh, honestly, it was with what little information we got. It was one of the things that kind of got me the most excited there. I was like, this looks like something I will put so many hours into. The next few will probably go at a fast clip because yeah. like as dusk falls, which, OK, that's the one that looks kind of cool. It looks like a little game kind of story based with the weird art style and that. Um that is another Series X and PC one, mm-hmm. which shocked me, honestly. Then Hellblade 2. <laughs> I was so excited for this because I thought we were going to see more Hellblade 2. Hellblade 2 is probably the number one Xbox game coming out I'm excited about. And we got, it's set in Iceland. Here's the next game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry? But yeah, so. That was a very odd section of this conference like i i feel like why even say anything i i actually was on twitter talking to my one friend and he's like oh we're definitely gonna see gameplay it's 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 this year or very early next year i'm like no <laughs> it's not we uh, we'll get a trailer but it's much later than we think and it goes no it's definitely much earlier and we didn't even get a trailer we got yeah. it's set in iceland bye yeah anyhow odd choice odd choice then we got, oh, and that's one that is definitely coming to Xbox One. I, I can feel that in my bones. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got Psychonauts 2, which is a like all-console release, like PS4 even, because of prior agreements. Yep. Um, it looks like more Psychonauts. I've never played it. Uh, Jack Black has a song in it. Yeah, I never played it, but I, I did like the whole thing with Jack Black. I was like, this is a very much a, a double fine game. Yeah, it is. So. Um, I might have to pick up the first one at some point and play through it because it, it looks really fun. I, I, I like the art style. I haven't paid attention to, to Psychonauts at all, but it looks like something I'd enjoy. Then they showed off a new trailer for Destiny 2 Beyond Light and announced that Destiny 2 and all current expansions are coming to Game Pass in September. Yep. Uh, then probably one of my biggest of the show, surprisingly, they got into a, like a third party section of the show. And showed off Stalker 2, which is another Series X PC. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a timed exclusive. I like that came out for sure. Then Warhammer Dark Tide, uh, which is another Series X PC. Yep. Uh, they then announced Tetris Effect Connected, which is Tetris Effect with upgraded gameplay stuff and then stuff. and then multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and that comes out this. I think did they just say this fall, this holiday? I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out in summer 2021 to PC and PS4. Then from the team that made the Steam World series, uh, mm-hmm. we got the Gunk. Yeah. That. I don't know. I was like, okay, this looks interesting, but I don't know if I. Yeah. Seems like something I would really enjoy. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just going to ask you quick before we move too far, just because I feel like you. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like you know more about the series than me. But is Stalker made by the same people that did Metro? No. Or am I just imagining um, that? Okay. So, actually, the opposite. Um, oh. The Stalker games first came out a while ago, and okay. then. After Stalker ended, there were three Stalker games. There was the first one, then a prequel, and I think one was just like more of an add-on, but it was its own standalone game. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of those people left and formed 4A Studios who made the Metro games. Uh, okay. So it's like the old studio still doing it, right? Um, so, so, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what studio is doing this one. Okay. Um, actually, I do want to look into that. Because I have the old other Stalker games. I want to play them really bad. Uh, for anybody who knows me, I love Chernobyl. I'm absolutely interested in that story. Uh, yeah. Chernobyl is le- legitimately one of my like top two vacation spots I'd love to go to. Yeah. Um, the next game we got is one I'm super excited about from Bloober Team, The Medium. Which, yes. which is another Series X PC one. Um, but that doesn't surprise me because what it does with its parallel worlds cannot happen on current yeah that, that was very much the show's like you said kind of ratchet and clank moment yep. where it was like this cannot work on old hardware like yeah. this is this is something that could only work on next gen um for me you know I, i'm not really going to include halo in this because this was halo obviously we knew it was coming but to for me the medium was the thing that got me the most excited in the show and like we saw a trailer for it before, um, yeah. it was in the May Xbox showcase. Yeah. But we saw a little more. We saw a little more of how the uh, world transition works. And like yep. I absolutely, I do, I love Bloober Team. Um, so I'm super excited for this. This is one of my most anticipated next gen games. Easily agreed. Agreed. Uh, then they showed us New Genesis Fantasy Star Online Two, which is a new slash old expansion for a new slash old mmo which interestingly enough upgrades the graphics for the game yeah i don't know if you saw that i but, did um which i thought that was actually pretty neat it doesn't seem like it's a huge upgrade but considering the game's been out for like eight years or something it's pretty cool they're they're kind of upgrading the graphics i'd say this next one kind of there's something about it that surprises me and i'll get to that point the Crossfire X single player was shown yeah. off and we knew Remedy was making it, which had me excited the whole time. Yeah. <clears throat> but the biggest thing, I thought this was an Xbox exclusive. It's a console launch exclusive. I thought it was an exclusive as well. That's where I like I paused a moment, but I'm like, wait a second. Now, 
console launch exclusive, games can come to PC and still be console launch exclusive the same day. Because that means they're launching on that console, not the other one. Mm-hmm. But console launch exclusives come to the other one. I'm really curious about this. You know, I, I've, I honestly had never even heard the word, word, two words, crossfire. <laughs> crossfire. <laughs> until, until You'll get like, caught up in the crossfire. <laughs> oh, you've Man. heard crossfire. Well, yeah, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard it in that context. I haven't heard it in the context of this massive game from China that apparently every single person on the, not on the planet, every single person in China plays um, until about two weeks ago. I didn't know this was a thing. And I, I guess this was announced a long, long time ago. Yeah, last year. Yeah, and I just had no, I completely missed it somehow. But um, I'm very interested. I I had heard that the beta or something for like the multiplayer was not that good. I don't know if that's actually the case, but I mean, the story being made by Remedy, I mean, it's Remedy has such a good, yeah, they have such a good track record at this point. Like, I'm, I'm very interested. I'm literally buying a Japanese copy of Control for PS4 so I can get a second Platinum for it. Oh, I man, love I keep Remedy. I wanted to pull the trigger on that game. You really should. It was my game of the year last year. I th- I think the thing Over for me... Over Resident is- Evil 2. Yeah. I think I'm kind of at that point now, though, where now that they've confirmed they're doing like a new version on yeah. PS5, I'm like, should I wait? Mm-hmm. You should. You should. I, I, I absolutely adore that game. It does not run the best on PS4. Yeah. Then again, you have a pro. I hear it yeah. does not run the best on pro either. <laughs> um, but no, like you like I said, it's Remedy. I'm in. I'll play this. Um, and then there's a sweet, sweet thing I'm going to say about this whole thing at the end, but I'm saving that. Then the very last thing they announced, which we all knew about. Yep. One of the worst kept secrets in gaming. For like the last two years. Fable <laughs> from Playground Games. Yeah. Surprise to no one, this is another one that said Series X and PC. This was like the least shocking thing of all time <laughs> for me. It was like this was, you know, you know, maybe I wouldn't have expected it in the showcase, but like I knew it was coming, you know, yeah. like I knew this was happening. We we all knew this was happening. We all knew the developer, um, which is just hilarious to me because like there was it was just leaked so much so much and leaked yeah so it's like the only thing we're like everyone had a sheet that said fable by playground games we were just waiting for them to give the stamp and that's like yeah everyone knew so i've never played any fable games at all um i did actually i think it was actually just today i downloaded the um the anniversary of fable one through through the Xbox One through the Game Pass, and so I think I might boot that up soon and, and play through that um, to kind of get a feel. I don't know that I'll play two and three because I heard people said they weren't really that good by comparison. But um, I definitely want to, you know, get an understanding of Fable before this comes out. But it looks pretty pretty interesting. I I've heard the the humor is really funny and um, seems a bit different for a fantasy kind of game. So I'm. It definitely has my interest. I personally could not get into Fable, but mm-hmm. I really respect that series. Uh, I have, like, things I've seen are funny. I'll, I have to give that credit. I just couldn't really get into it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, I, I still respect the hell out of that series. The only thing I'll say is, you know, we'll see what happens, but with Playground Games, they've only done Forza Horizon. That's the only thing they've ever done. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious, like, is that experience going to hold up making what I would imagine is going to be like an open world RPG? I'm kind of curious now, to see if he- they're... Here's the thing I'll go with, and mm-hmm. I'll kind of use this to begin my closing statements. Yeah. We didn't ha- have really any big wows this Yeah, year. I agree. And the thing, the reason I say that is like, Fable we knew about. Even if we didn't know it was going to be there today, we knew about. Yeah. Obsidian showing off their next big RPG. They literally said Obsidian doing our Obsidian thing. They showed it off awesome. It wasn't a surprise. He's like, yeah. that's what they're going to do. Um, we had no big surprise like that. The closest one could have been Fable. And what I mean by that is when uh, Gorilla came on screen, Gorilla Games, and then showed yeah. us Horizon Zero Dawn, we're like, they just made a first-person shooter action game. And now all of a sudden, here's this open-world RPG. Yeah, like, that's true. And that was like that was one of those, like, what is going on moments. And Fable could have been that. But it was the most known about secret ever in gaming. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to, like, sit here and compare, but I will say, by comparison, the PS5 event, you know, bringing out Ratchet and Clank and Miles Morales. Like, yes, I think everyone saw Horizon 2 coming. Like, I don't think anyone Mm. was really surprised by that. But, like, Spider-Man and Miles... Or, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. (laughs) Miles Morales and and Ratchet and Clank alone, I I don't think anyone really saw that coming. I know people were hoping, but nobody was like, oh, it's going to be there. But I don't think like you said, there was really that moment for this show. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I said, it's just a comparison. Now, Um, here's the other bad thing I want to bring up. I don't want to say bad thing, but thing that left a sad taste in my mouth. Not even bad, but sad. Is, you know, we talked about all these games that were going to be Series X and PC exclusive. And with Microsoft saying, there are going to be no Series X exclusives in the first two years showing these games are probably two years or more off. Let me list off the games quick Yeah, that appear not to be coming to Xbox One or Series X within two years from now. State of Decay 3, Forza Motorsport, Everwild, Avowed, As Dusk Falls, Stalker 2, Warhammer Darktide, The Medium, and Fable. None of those are in the next two years. Yeah. And uh, everything else is either out or coming out very, very soon or is Halo. You know, that's a concern of mine too. Um, And I don't know if we're looking into that comment too much. Do you remember who it was that made that two years comment? Um, Someone from Xbox. They've made it a couple times now. Because I remember them first saying that like, uh, what was it like? five months ago or something and yeah. then they said it again recently so you know my hope would be maybe those comments are inaccurate yeah um because if it is accurate like elijah said like all these games that only show series x that means they're at least two years out and um you know just by comparison 
at least in my recent history, as far as systems I've purchased or picked up, like the PS4 had a very dismal first year, but I can't imagine having a dismal first two years of a system. I mean, that's like a quarter of its life cycle, a third of its life cycle, yeah. potentially. And be like the big thing I'm looking at is besides those games that could potentially be two or more, everything else except for one or two are set to come out this year. Yeah. So like there's almost nothing that they've shown us for next year. So I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping those comments are potentially inaccurate. Um, because <sighs> here's my thing. Okay. And we can, I guess, go on and kind of get into our overall thoughts because yeah. we're we're actually we've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes. That's good, Elijah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> for me, overall, I thought this conference was really good. I thought they showed a lot of really good stuff. Um, coming off of it immediately, I was a little soured on the fact that like eighty percent of it was CGI or like in-engine trailers. But I got to thinking about it, and honestly by comparison to the ps5 thing i mean a lot of the ps5 games were were cgi too maybe yeah. not quite as many as here but it was still a lot yeah um so that you know i wasn't as worried about that thinking on it more but no for sure i agree the the two-year thing is probably the most concerning thing to me but what i will say and actually alana pierce just put up a great video on this and it's just kind of her ranting but i, I kind of have to agree like the fact that Every single game mm-hmm. they showed here is coming to Game Pass. Yep, I was going to be be bringing that up. That's, Honestly, that's awesome. As excited as I am for games like Miles Morales and Gran Turismo and Ratchet and Clank and even Horizon Two, um, the fact that I can pay, I think it's what fifteen dollars a month for the, just yep. the normal Game Pass. The uh, fact that I fifteen pay, is ultimate. Oh, really? So yeah. is it is it 10? Uh, I want to say it's 10. Okay, so the fact that I can pay $10 a month and play all of these games at launch, that is, in my opinion, and Gary would have brought this up on the Kind of Funny X cast this week, that is honestly the best deal oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like not best deal in gaming. Um, so I'm like kind of in an interesting spot where like I'm super excited for these Sony exclusive games coming out, but like just sitting here thinking about Game Pass and like, you know, if I had an Xbox Series X or um, Xbox One X right now, I feel like I'd be playing it nonstop with Game Pass, but yeah. I don't. I have the the OG and I have the PS4 Pro, so naturally I'm going to choose the harder, stronger hardware. But like, I'm I'm kind of sitting here thinking like PS5 Series X, like man, that's going to be an interesting kind of choice for me come this fall. Like depending on what happens, because um, potentially you know you could pick up a series X and, and never buy a game. Yep. And to Very me, true. that is so forward thinking and so consumer focused. And I, I love it. I, I think it's phenomenal. The, the big thing with my decision, um, granted the biggest thing is going to be, I just, I play everything on PlayStation. So yeah. that's, but the other thing is even with game pass, like I said, a lot of this stuff is coming this year or yeah. potentially two or more years later. So like, I, I don't know what new stuff I'd be playing next year. Just based on what we've been shown, I, I will say that. Stuff is coming new to Game Pass all the time. Yeah, just, I was gonna ba- say you... just based off what we've been shown. Yeah. It's like, if I want to play stuff for the next 12 months, it sounds like PlayStation is the place to do that. 
Yeah, and I would agree with that, um, which is probably why I will still end up going PS5 first. I'll probably get a Series X like spring, summer next year. Yeah. I don't need one right now, but I'll be getting one soon. But I honestly, for me, and shockingly enough, like I would never have thought that I would say this, but I could honestly see myself kind of the second I get a Series X using that as my third party machine with with game pass oh yeah um because you know even though all these kind of exclusives are coming to game pass there's a lot of big third-party games on game pass too um fallout 76 just came out on game pass recently which was pretty cool and i know near is on it um near near automata great and a lot of other really good games so like i'm curious to see what happens you know with with third parties on on game pass next gen but I could really see myself, you know, just playing exclusives on PS5 and pretty much everything else do Game Pass. Which is completely X. understandable. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, I have Game Pass through 2022. So yeah. any, like, I, I'll play all Xbox exclusives that come out. Because I mainly just use it for exclusives. But uh, I should say that and, like, playing stuff with friends. Especially yeah. stuff that's on Game Pass. Um, I will keep doing my third-party stuff on playstation just because i'm all i'm so intertwined in trophies and that ecosystem and such but no game pass is an amazing deal i will not i will not tear that down at all that it is an incredible deal and that's why i was going to say the fact that every single one of these things is playable on game pass incredible yep so i think coming off of this showcase and coming off the ps5 thing i think we're in for an awesome generation like i'm i'm i was excited for the ps4 i wasn't really that excited for the xbox one like i said earlier but like i'm i am thoroughly excited for both systems coming out and i really want both brings the uh, hype levels like we were talking about earlier for both even higher yep so much amazing stuff has shown yep but that's it for this week everyone Remember, Frameskip is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. Please, please leave a review if it can. If you can, it really does help us out. It helps us be seen. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at frameskippodcast at gmail.com or at frameskippod on Twitter or facebook.com slash frameskippod. You can find me on Twitter at Loco Lizardman, Seth at Seth S. Taylor, Coach Killed Twitter, and Austin kind of did too. Um, so that's well, it. kind of bad. <laughs> okay. So, so Austin at Austin J. Eller yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm confused. Uh, yeah. Thank- I, I decided to come back. I was like, yeah, I've been gone too long. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Great week, and until next week, keep on gaming. Bye.